welcome to the Shamrock English Podcast, produced by Shamrock Idiomas English Academy in Murcia, Spain. Improve your listening skills with entertaining conversations. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Shamrock English Podcast. Today you're with James, Jimmy and Hannah, and it's all about springtime and Easter. Hello, everyone. Hello. So spring has sprung. <laughs> Spring has sprung in Murcia. Right, it has. It has indeed. And temperatures have gone up as well. They have, yeah. It's a different type of um, springtime from the one I was used to before moving to Spain, that's for sure. That would be the same for me. Um, I remember springtime was usually still winter. So we'd have um, Easter egg hunts in the garden or in the house because everything was covered in snow. <laughs> Yeah, it can be quite unpredictable um, in the UK. It's probably similar. In, well, where is home, home for you? for me, when I was brought up in Germany, I'm German. So for me, that meant um, the north of Bavaria, which means snow. <laughs> right, yeah. Because, um, Jimmy, you've yes. lived in the UK as well, haven't you? I have indeed, yeah, I have. I moved to the UK when I was about 11, but I don't really remember much of spring because we, we can get anything from snow to uh, blazing hot sunshine, can't we? That's right. That's right. I think things have, the weather's changed, obviously. Uh, I remember a few years ago, it's actually snowed during Easter. So, yeah, weather's changing. And what about traditions? Are they changing as well? Well, which traditions? Well, um, for example, Easter traditions, like um, has it always been Easter eggs and Easter bunny? Definitely for me. I mean... There was always this kind of church element as well. But for me, spring was primarily about the Easter bunny. Mm -hmm. Then, obviously, because my, my mother's always been involved in, in church music, um, there was always services as well. But um, primarily was the Easter bunny. And would it bring us goodies or not? I think that's most people's uh, default notion of Easter in, uh, well, and spring mm -hmm. in, um, in the UK, I think it's fair to say. Uh, you know, Easter bunnies and chocolate is really what people tend to think of, isn't it? And rebirth. I both from a from a Christian perspective, but then also from like the perspective of like nature kind of blooming and, and fertility mm -hmm. and all of those things. I think spring's all about rebirth. Yes, exactly. Murcia's in bloom at the moment, wouldn't you say? It is. They've just uh, put some nice fresh flowers out. It's all looking very pretty and smelling very nice too. Yes, orange blossoms everywhere. Well, let me like, let me put you guys on the on the spot with a question. Okay. Um, which country started the tradition of the Easter bunny? Oh, that's a good one. Germany. Exactly. Yes. Well done, Hannah. Right. Your trendsetters. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, where did they get it from? The Easter bunny and the Easter eggs and the very old Germanic goddess of mm -hmm. Ostara. Which people say existed or didn't exist, we don't really know, right? But it's been around for a long time. Yeah, and the the Anglo-Saxons too, apparently, they uh, celebrated fertility via this goddess of... I don't know what they would call her or what... Um, there are many different names. I don't, remember, I don't remember all of them. But um, basically... It was similar to that. It was similar to that. And that goes all the way back, all the way back to Mesopotamia. Wowee. So that, yeah. that's way before Christ. Here's a fun, here's a fun fact. Um, Ostara or, mm -hmm. or 
Eostra or however you pronounce it is mm-hmm. the same as the the estra in estrogen. Is it? Yes, apparently so. I did not know that. There you go, which makes sense, doesn't it? it if does, you think about fertility and perfect um, sense. How do you celebrate, or how did you celebrate uh, uh, Easter when you were younger, James? Well, um, at school, mm-hmm. I think schools uh, in the UK tend to put on, you know, fun things like Easter egg painting or egg painting. We do that as well. Very messy. And at home, you probably do that with your kids, do you? Do you do like the actual egg or like plastic eggs? Uh, I don't do it anymore at all. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> in England. Uh, I don't remember. I think we probably used boiled eggs perhaps yeah or maybe fake ones I'm not sure I think it's up to you really when I was little like you take like a normal easter egg and you kind of have to um make a tiny little hole in both sides and then blow the raw egg out oh yes so you're just left with the shell it's all coming back very (laughs) very delicate then you kind of string a bit of thread through and you have to very very carefully decorate it and then these eggs are kind of hung around um, fountains and yeah. you decorate your house with them. What other decorations do you normally have around Easter time? Um, willow catkins. And what is that? They've got these fluffy little blossoms. They're not really like normal flowers. And they're, they're like, you call them pussy willow or catkin. Okay. Yeah. Right. This is all new vocabulary for me. Yes, indeed. And lots of flowers. I know I mean, daffodils. Crocus. That's yes. one that I'm familiar with. Um, crocuses. Um, there are snowdrops, these kind of things. Yeah, I think um, it's quite typical for people. Not everybody does it, but they they would put some flowers out in the house and maybe put some little yellow chicks around or uh-huh. these kind of nice fun things. After spring cleaning, obviously. Oh yes, true. Yeah, right. don't want them uh, gathering dust. Exactly. And <laughs> um, what sort of things did you did you have a traditional meal as well? Um, Not really. I think it's pretty it's pretty traditional in the UK to have. Uh, a roast lamb dinner on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be. It would typically be lamb, and obviously lots and lots of chocolate as well. After having an Easter egg hunt, exactly. We do have something that's very similar to the the monas con chocolate, which people here in Murcia mm-hmm. um, kind of associate as well with this kind with, with this time of year. Yeah, kind of like a sweet bread bun, mm-hmm. and we use we use the same in Germany. Okay, you've just reminded me of the hot cross bun in uh in the uk exactly. which we have they're all kind of the same thing it's kind of like mm. sweet bread sweet bread yeah it's kind of sweet and spicy uh-huh. and yeah the interesting thing about the hot cross bun is that it has a cross on it okay which obviously has religious connotations yes indeed uh, i suppose it represents the cross on which jesus died definitely and they're one of the things i miss actually <laughs> The buns. <laughs> the hot cross buns, yeah. You can't be a nice toasted hot cross bun. With no, some... no, I can't get the nursery rhyme out of my head. <laughs> uh, That's tragic. The nursery rhyme? Hot cross buns. It's literally called that. My kids listen to it. How does it go? I'm not going <laughs> to sing that now. <laughs> well, you can't. <laughs> I will not. I'll have to leave it to the listeners. Maybe to, you can uh... add it to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yes. You can Google it at home. Exactly. Um, another thing that... Um, well, my, my girlfriend's mother makes, and I think that uh, it's maybe quite typical, is an Easter nest, which is a kind of meringue with sort of chocolate eggs on it and lemon curd and that kind of stuff. Tasty, but unfamiliar. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, okay. give it a whirl. I don't think I'm used to any of those, any of these, these sweets or any of these dishes. So, um, yeah, we never celebrated Easter at home. It wasn't part of our 
traditional religion. You're talking about home in England? I'm talking about home in England, yes. But I think it's definitely a tradition here in Spain. And because obviously my wife and her family is Catholic, so normally during Easter we would we would always go to the Easter processions, religious processions. Here in Spain? In Spain, in Murcia, yeah. So, yeah. And I think I, I think I like the tradition. What do you enjoy about that? Well, I think it's this the, um, I don't know, the religious aspect of it. I think the fact that people take, uh, spend a lot of time preparing it and and the processions are, themselves are quite uh, fun as well. Um, some are fun to watch and others are quite uh, um, serious as well. Mm, yeah. So like the, the one, the silent procession on Thursday, on Monday, mm-hmm. Thursday, for example, where the streets, um, the lights are switched off and there's the sound of the drum, like a muffled sound. And the people are kind of walking through the street, processing the procession of carrying the statue of Jesus and I think uh, Mary and everyone dressed in black. And so that's kind of, a, I suppose it shows the profound religious uh, feeling. Yes, I've been here for that once and mm-hmm. I I did find it, I found it very eerie, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. uh, also, yeah, quite moving, I would say. Yes. Quite impressive. Because I'd never seen anything like that before. Also a bit scary, like through the eyes of a child, for example, we took um, my kids to Lorki because that's where their daddy's from. And they have also got a procession with um, some of these famous Saltillo statues. Right. And um, when they saw the, the people kind of parading the statues around, mm-hmm. The fact that their faces were covered and the the hats, they were kind of these really long pointy hats mm-hmm. and there was very little sound. And then all of a sudden just the drums and everything's very serious. Both my boys found that very spooky at first. Afterwards, they give them sweets. So that kind of went away very quickly. But <laughs> that won the, them the, over, I'm yes, sure. Yes, exactly. It, they, they thought at the beginning it was kind of eerie. Yes, I think I, I, the first time I saw Procession was many years ago when I first came to Murcia. And it was strange to see these large bellies, you know, full of sweets and uh, um, bread or monas, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And uh, I think it's a fun thing. I think it shows a bit of generosity when they give the sweets. Uh, one thing I find interesting is that each city in Spain or each mm-hmm. part of Spain have, it has their own kind of take on the, the outfits, yes. the costumes. Yes. It is very colourful. And I think each uh, kind of brotherhood has their own colors. So, yeah, I think that's quite unique. And if I'm not completely mistaken, I think here kind of the, it's like it goes, is it a tradition that's passed on like through the generations? So they kind of join these different brotherhoods or associations and it kind of stays within the family. Yes, it does. And there's an awful lot of identity tied up with with these processions for it's like, well, you have to go to that procession. It's the best one because we participate. And mm-hmm. so they all advertise their individual processions. Yeah. yeah I do like the way that um, people actually, some people get involved in them. Um, I've been hearing my students talking about the ones they'll be taking part in. Have you, uh, are any of yours talking about that at the moment? Most definitely. Yeah. Yes, they are. I mean, I've, uh, over the last many years, a few years, I've, when I've been to processions, and I've seen people come up to me and give me lots of sweets. Obviously, you can't see them because they're, they're wearing the hood. But I, I imagine that they're like students or people who know you. Right. So they know you, but you can't recognize them. I can't recognize them unless they say, oh, I'm such and such a person. 
Now, the curious thing about Easter is as well, there's this, um, the time running up to Easter, like in kind of February when you have carnival time, hmm. and then the time of Lent, and mm -hmm. all of it is really related. The The idea of carnival time, which is kind of this this fun and, and ridiculous time just before the kind of severe Lent that people nowadays don't really observe that much anymore, and then that kind of um, the, the time of fast and then leading up to to Easter and the processions and then the kind of celebrations afterwards of the, the spring festivities here in Murcia. I, it's very curious how it's all connected and yes. part of, of the kind of seasonal calendar we go through every year. Yeah, and everyone really just takes it for granted. It's yes, just, um, don't think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but carnival, I mean, carnival is something that we don't celebrate in the UK. Well, you've got the Notting Hill Carnival. There's the Notting Hill Carnival, yeah, <laughs> that's true. In Germany, depending on where you're from, it's huge. I mean, there's a really, really, the carnival in the area of Cologne is is enormous. Yeah. But yeah, I think carnival is, is huge in Spain as well, yes. especially in Murcia. Um, but no, I think it's all it's all good. I think it's all Although fun. Although not, not in the city of Murcia, it's... Um... That's right. In other parts of the region, isn't it? Yes. I, I mean, it's quite famous in Cabezo de Torres. Yes. Oh, of course. That's true. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I mean, I think all of these traditions or festivals are, are great because you get to get together with your family yeah. and friends. And I think that's the main thing. And I like the idea, for example, that we, we're these very evolved, supposedly evolved societies, right? But we're still celebrating festivals that mm -hmm. essentially... Um, are based on on natural events so we we celebrate christmas and winter and and it's basically the seasons and we keep mm -hmm. on going round and round and easter and spring are all connected with like nature starting up again and then you you get to summer and you have the summer solstice mm -hmm. and then you go back to winter and we have different celebrations but they're always really focused on on seasons and um, that it's something connects us with our past and, and with generations to come. It's like this kind of eternal cycle. It's clear to see um, how the idea of rebirth and the idea of resurrection mm -hmm. uh, have coincided. Exactly. In that how convenient. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's not just the seasons. It's also related to, I suppose, people who work in agriculture as well. Uh, and especially like the spring festival here in Murcia. Yeah. And the Banda de la Huerta. Mm -hmm. So that's connected to La Huerta de Murcia. So uh, this, like you said, there's a connection and a big part of their identity as a mm -hmm. as a region. You might need to explain what the La Huerta de Murcia <laughs> is exactly for any non-Spanish people listening. Well, it's uh, Murcia is a region where they grow lots of fruit and vegetables, especially oranges and lemons. And most of the fruit and vegetables which are exported to Europe and the UK come from uh, from here. Yeah, it's Europe's greenhouse. Exactly, exactly. So, um, and uh, yeah, I think it's, I, I also like that, that day, Bando de la Huerta. I think I've been great. once or twice, and for other times I've kind of <laughs> said goodbye to the city mm -hmm. for that day because yeah. it gets a bit mad. Um, mad in what sense? Mad in, in the fact that it's just, it's packed and, and that's not really me. So <laughs> I usually leave when it gets too, too crowded. That said, we did go to the the festival they celebrate at the end of those um, festivities, the Entierro de la Sardina, or the, the burning of the sardine, or whatever. <laughs> yes. um, because it's such a family family event, and obviously having kids means that your children want the free free toys that are thrown at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
it really is a kind of, I mean, you have so much going on at this time of the year in yes. all over Spain. Exactly. And um, every year I'm amazed at the, the scale of mm -hmm. these events, um, yes. whether it's Holy Week yeah. or the burning of the sardine. Um, Bando, I, I haven't had the uh, chance to go to yet, but maybe, right. one, maybe one year. <laughs> I think it's even bigger than Christmas. And Christmas is kind of like the, the ultimate event in Germany or, or, yes. or in, in the UK and mm -hmm. Ireland. Christmas is a big deal. And Christmas is obviously important here, but um, Holy Week and, and here in Murcia, especially the spring festivities, yeah. they are a very big part of their, of their identity. Well, here it's like it a highlight two weeks doesn't it yes even in other parts of spain um they don't necessarily have two weeks of festivities mm -hmm. maybe just one that's right they have uh, i suppose each region has their own local festivities so they probably fall on a different day or week but i think it's worth uh, going to the parade james so make a point next time maybe <laughs> so what are you looking forward to this easter well from i think as you said um for me it's all it's always been about family it's actually one of my favorite times of the year. I like the the changing of the seasons, um, you know, going from that, that transition from winter mm -hmm. to summer, which um, I feel like you get to enjoy a bit more in the north of Europe because there is a kind of thing called spring. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, you wake up one day and it's, and it's hot. 30 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's the birds tweeting and the you know the the smell of the flowers and um being able to sit out in the garden and smell the grass for the first time as long as you don't suffer from hay fever uh, that's true yeah good point yes, <laughs> obviously all of us having allergies spring is not always the yeah. best part of the year but for example even for example right now when i the the last message i got from my mom i mean everything was still covered in snow but you can kind of see where it where it starts to disappear slowly and you see these tiny little colorful flowers popping up and it is just something that is very comforting and um, puts you in a, in a very good mood seeing mm -hmm. like little yellow flowers popping up after it's been gray and cold and miserable for so long. Yeah. And that really for me is spring, that kind of um, awakening and people have more energy and they are more cheerful. Even you look around the city of Murcia, people are starting to sit in, on the terraces and, and enjoy their drinks mm -hmm. with the sunshine. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's a lot more optimism and hope in the yes. air, isn't there? And that's really what it's about for me. Yes, indeed. For me, we'll be going back to see the family as well. Uh, normally I, I'm here to watch the, see the processions, but uh, this time I'll be going back to see the family. But I'll be back for the spring festival. Can't Excellent. Be, can't be missed. Can't be missed, exactly. Yes. Well, happy Easter, James. Well, happy Easter to you. Yes, and Hannah as well. <laughs> happy Easter. And, and to you. Yeah, I hope you have fun making those Easter eggs. I'm going to try. It's an extremely, extremely <laughs> messy activity. Yes. But we'll give it a go. That's all part of the fun, though, isn't it? Because my mum still has some that I made when I was little. So they survived. Oh, brilliant. Right, very robust. robust yeah, no, Easter. no, they're not. That's the whole point. It's like, how did they survive? <laughs> I'll probably come back with uh, lots of Easter eggs for my nieces and nephews as well. Oh, time. brilliant. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I think I'll come back with a couple of uh, packs of hot cross buns. All mm. right. Very good. As long as, you as long as you share them. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll set a few aside for, uh, for my students, of course. Right. Okay. Right. Well, and uh, wishing all the listeners a happy Easter too. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Shamrock English podcast. We hope you found it enjoyable. 
Remember to like and subscribe and keep an ear out for our next episode. Bye.